Welcome, Blood Brothers and Sanguine Sisters, to Deeply Discussing Dexter. I'm your host, Dale Maxfield. I'm joined by Aaron Caldwell. Hello. Brooke Merritt. Hello. And Zach Rowland. Hello, hello. And today's episode is Season 3, Episode 9, About Last Night. In this episode, Miguel wastes no time killing Wolf and ruining his marriage. Dexter makes multiple visits to the soccer ball graveyard. And Sarcastic Harry is sarcastic. Plus, Anton is saved from the death vagina for now. Uh, what did you guys think of this episode overall? Uh, you know, it, it was a pretty good episode. Uh, one of your bullet points there. Miguel wastes no time killing Wolf and uh, and ruining his mess- marriage. Does that make Dexter a homewrecker? I mean, Miguel is the, the bad guy here. <laughs> I mean, like, if 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 Seal thinks he's cheating, it's it's obviously with Dexter. So yeah. <laughs> well, Rita should uh, be worried about it too because he spends way more time with Miguel than her. So Rita's got a ring; she don't need him. <laughs> yeah, I think this episode overall was enjoyable enough. Um, good a good episode all around. You know, there's some things moving forward, and we finally get more out of the story that we've been waiting for so i like that yeah it felt like it should have been episode three or four (laughs) but it's episode nine so here we go uh dexter wakes up and goes through his new routine waking up at rita's but miguel knows dexter's truth now silso shows up unannounced she looks bad she asks if dexter was really with miguel last night he says yes Rita says that Dexter didn't get in until midnight. Still says Miguel didn't get in until a couple of hours ago. She's convinced that Miguel is having an affair. Not necessarily with Dexter, but... Which, I mean, <laughs> like, how he, how he walked in Ellen Wolf's house, you never know. Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dexter stops by Miguel's. Miguel walks out of his house whistling Campdown Ladies. Dexter tells Miguel that he needs to improve his alibis. Dexter tried to cover for him, but he didn't go home right away. Miguel claims to have gone to a Jack's hideaway. He had to rush off to a court motion, but he tells Dexter he'll get better at this. Dexter says he stalks demands to Jack's hideaway, and it closes at 2 a.m. Deb, Quinn, Angel, and Dexter are trying to find out what happened to Anton. They figure out that he was grabbed while taking out his trash. Angel tries to get a warrant for King's house, while Deb and Quinn go to sit on King's house. Anton's being held by King at a different building. He tells them that uh, Anton tells King that if he knew where Freebo was, he would tell him. He's already removed several strips of skin from Anton's back. So, and we get Freebo back. Freebo again. Freebo. We get some Freebo and Chicky this time. Yeah, the very next, uh, very next scene. Uh, Dexter over here is Laguerre leaving a message for Wolf. She missed the motion on drumroll. The Chicky Hines. Chicky Hines. Chicky Hines case. Uh, Harry states uh, Dexter's concern about Miguel's missing time and Wolf's disappearance. Uh, LaGuerta tells Angel that she's going to try and interview Mario. Angel overhears Masuka talking to Gianna about trans hookers as only Masuka can. Angel talks to Mas- takes Masuka aside to complain, but he says that she brought it up, that she's like the Wikipedia of Perv. I gotta find me a chick from Vice. Yep. Leave it to Masuka to really just make a 
situation inappropriate. Yeah. His questions about the uh, the the prostitutes were just so just disgusting. Yeah, I didn't write down the mm. things that he said. Thank you for not. <laughs> They're most likely the bad line of the episode, but. Uh, the look on her face, the joy that she has in telling him this, and then the look on Angel's face <laughs> when he finds out that she's the one that brought it up. It's just sad Tista to the max. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, because he realizes that he's da- dating Masuka. <laughs> he's, he's dating female Masuka. That's... That's... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, King shows up at his house. Quinn and Deb take him in for questioning. Dexter is watching two interrogations, LaGuerta with Mario, Quinn and Deb with King. Dexter gives Deb some tips on how to question King. He tells her to try deference since King is big on respect. Dexter finds out that LaGuerta still hasn't heard back from Wolf. Uh, Dexter goes to Wolf's office slash home. Her car is still there, but she's gone. Dexter finds blood evidence with luminol. Harry appears with Wolf, Wolf's corpse waving her hand. Dexter realizes that he told Miguel about open graves for body disposal. I uh, I really I want to go back to the uh, when they pick up uh, Mario from uh, is it no Mario uh, King um, when they're like oh just coming home and he's like oh yeah lots of trees that need to be trimmed I'm always working just came home for <laughs> yeah. some breakfast and it's just like. It's just, just a weird thing. It's like, yeah, this the, he works nonstop, and then he's just coming home for breakfast, and it's <laughs> so yeah. silly. Yeah. Um, the the thing with him, like again, about like how they stretch these uh, stretch the storyline for this these seasons. It was like episode two or three that he was first seen in, where he was like the you know, the foreman of the tree trimmers and he introduces himself and they, he tells you his full name and like watching it, knowing like who he turns out to be, it's like, okay, that's where they meet this guy. But if you're a view, like it's been like eight weeks for you since you last saw this guy, like, yeah, he might as well be a new character. Yeah. I had no recollection of him whatsoever when they first brought him back in and they're talking to him and I'm just like, what tree trimmer was this? I don't know yeah. who this. Why this is relevant yeah. to anything? It was such a weird thing. Yeah, and he and he's just there's nothing interesting about this character at all. Anyway, like they've got a great setup for a decent, you know, big bad, and he's just really ah. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to appear like he's not a big deal, um, like he's he's just a humble tree trimmer. With lots of lots of mams and sirs. Nothing about him that makes him interesting or memorable at all. Period. As you know, on the the whole of the show, like had this great thing with the Skinner, and he's really just. Well, and yeah, and later when Deb like tackles him, and you re- you realize that he's like, I don't know, like as tall as Deb's shoulder. Like she's way bigger than he is. It's like this guy's not the most threatening person you could have in there, but okay. he's definitely not McGill as a Unabomber. <laughs> <laughs> Who is though, really? 
Uh, Miguel shows up to an open house to apologize to Syl, but Rita is sitting in because Syl wasn't up to it. Rita gives Miguel a speech about how he's let Syl down. He asks Rita for advice on what to do uh, and tells her that she's very wise. Deb goes crazy on King and learns nothing. Quinn yells at her for that and for not taking care of Anton. Deb agrees and gets upset. Quinn admits that he used Anton. Dexter goes to a graveyard searching for Wolf's body. He finds it. Dexter realizes he got Wolf killed. Harry appears, also whistling Campdown races. He says that Miguel is making his own life choices now, and Dexter is determined to make sure Miguel does not continue killing. Dexter confronts Miguel at lunch. Miguel admits he did it. They have different definitions of guilty. Miguel says he's a big boy and he knows what he's doing. Dexter decides to show Miguel he's not untouchable and returns to the graveyard. This is kind of like a, a weird... Uh, well, I'm using the word weird a lot today, but uh, an interesting moment because it is sort of like they both have now dirt on each other. Uh, I didn't mean to do that because of the dirt and the thing, but... Um, <laughs> you're you're uh, all over the place with that. I am. Leaves and leaves, dirt, grave. I'm very... I'm very did you become a dad today. since the last time we recorded? <laughs> I did. I definitely Great dad did. jokes. Um... <laughs> So, uh, but no, they really do have something on each other in terms of the fact that, like, now Miguel knows about kind of who and what Dexter is, yet Dexter also has this thing on Miguel and he's going to show him. But it's it's almost like uh, it's a pissing contest now as opposed to a friendship. And I'm really sad about that. I wanted it to remain a friendship and now it's not. And it's it hurts me. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It, it's it's disappointing all around just how quickly this falls apart. Uh, LaGuerta has a heart-to-heart with Deb. She tells Deb that LaGuerta had a big wall around her that a friend pointed out. She's beginning to think the wall didn't make her a better cop after all. Two kids playing with a soccer ball in the graveyard. What the fuck? Find Wolf's body. Uh, not the most respectful thing to do. LaGuerta asks Miguel to bend some rules to keep King in the system long enough to find Anton. Angel calls Dexter to go out on a new homicide, a female at a cemetery. Miguel overhears this and sips his coffee pensively. Wolf's body is shown, her eyes glazed. And for those of you who are watching on Netflix, the image of her eyes glazed over has been part of a slideshow in the Blu-ray menus all of season three. Ellen Wolf's dead face has been in the since the very beginning of like it's on three discs in the blu-rays and the first four episodes you see her dead face in the slideshow like while you're choosing your episode it's like what are you thinking Um, nothing as long as I'm I'm, uh, reviewing the blu-ray authoring like they do it differently every single season so it's it's hard to predict how it's going to work but at least in this season, you can skip all of the warnings and logos and stuff at the beginning of it. Uh, last season, I couldn't do that. I always had to wait through like four minutes of Showtime logos and FBI warnings before I got to select an episode. So at least I can skip over stuff. And I already know that Wolf dies, so it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> uh So, LaGuerta is distraught at Wolf being killed. 
Masuka sees that she's been strangled, stabbed, and beaten. It turns out that Dexter removed any evidence of Miguel before leaving the body out. He's not planning to get Mel caught. He's just teaching him a lesson. Miguel arrives and tells Dexter that this has taught him that he'd better follow the code or else. He makes a similar, you're a very wise person speech as he did with Rita. Miguel says that Dexter may have saved his life, and he goes to talk to the press. Dexter arrives home, and Rita gives him a taste test of two wedding cakes. Dexter asks about Syl, and Rita says that she helped. Apparently, she's also a very wise person, according to Miguel. He even said the, uh... Saved his life. saved my life. Dexter realizes that the shirt might be bullshit, too. He chooses the hazelnut cake, wrong, and runs off to test the blood on the shirt. Uh, Miguel offers to try to give King a fake deal and offered in order to get information on Anton. He's unsuccessful. Dexter passes King as he's let out to release. He thinks he hopes he'll get to know King better someday. Deb comes up with a plan for her and Quinn. They drop Mario at home with his trees mysteriously trimmed. Mario now thinks King is after him. Mario reveals that King has a building under the highway. There's a shot of Quinn paying some guys for the tree trimming ploy, and Deb picks him up. King returns to the building and is about to enter when Deb and Anton's headlights come over the hill. He retreats in the opposite direction. Quinn uses the car to smash open the door. They find Anton... Just like- I was just going to say, it's just like, no, it's just, it literally is just like a steady stream of, like, things happening. Like, once it's, it goes away from Miguel, it's just like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. You're like, oh, wow, finally some momentum in this fucking story. <laughs> yeah, a whole lot of stuff, nothing though. than like everything it. all at one time. Uh, they find Anton alive, and Quinn calls in an ambulance and has an APB on King. Miguel tries to comfort Maria about Wolf. He says that he is LaGuardia's friend and she can lean on him to see her through. Dexter is whistling Campdown races as the results come up. The blood on the shirt from Miguel is bovine, not human. Miguel used Dexter all along. Dexter has a daydream about smashing his office and yelling Miguel's name. But in reality, Miguel pops his head in. Nine holes tomorrow? Dexter says, you bet. Internally, Dexter muses that he now has an emotion he doesn't need to fake. He feels something real. And that's the end of the episode. That end scene with Dexter is the first time this season I've really felt like we're seeing Dexter. Like, I just, that was a good, finally a good Michael C. Hall scene, and it's just a good, good moment, finally, with him. Yeah. So, uh, this was directed by Tim Hunter... Uh, it's his first episode. Uh, he uh, was a prolific TV director, including brief stints on Twin Peaks, Homicide, and Mad Men. On Dexter, he directed this episode and one in season four. Uh, after Dexter, he directed several episodes each of Nip Tuck, Hannibal, and Bosch. Uh, the writers were Scott Reynolds did the story and Melissa Rosenberg did the teleplay. Scott Reynolds' previous uh has no IMDb credit, so this is Dexter is his first project, as far as I know. Uh, he has production credits for 2011 to 2013, writing nine episodes total. His first was season two, episode 10, There's Something About Harry. This is his second, though Melissa Rosenberg wrote the teleplay from his story. Post he worked on uh, as a producer on Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Inhumans. 
and Melissa Rosenberg, of course, uh, the head writer on the first four seasons of Dexter, wrote or co-wrote 11 episodes across the four, first four seasons, including the season one or season finales of seasons one and two. And she went on to be the creator and occasional writer on Jessica Jones. So, best line of the episode. Rita says to Miguel, you're an idiot, and that was it. <laughs> just because he is an idiot. That's, I just liked he got called an idiot. There's nothing profound about it. You're an idiot. Uh, mine was, uh, there's finally an emotion I don't have to fake when he gets real angry. And, uh, yeah, he's just, like, full of rage. I love that scene, by the way. That was just so much fun. Yeah. I'll, I'll agree with Zach on that one. That was probably the best line of the episode. Oh, that uh, that face he makes after he screams Miguel in his daydream, that's also part of the uh, the screen, uh, the uh, the Blu-ray menu. Like, I love that face. I love like, that look on his face. Yeah, <laughs> great. Love it. How about the worst great line point. of the episode? I really didn't like when he yelled out Miguel. <laughs> Miguel! <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it was it was just so bad. I was, the entire time I'm watching that whole scene where he's just destroying everything, I was like, God, I hope this is all in his head, because this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was very, like, Saturday morning cartoons. It yeah. might as well have been raining. He just drops to his knees <laughs> and yells at the heavens. Um, mine was, uh, I went back to good old Masuka with the, she's like the Wikipedia of perv. <laughs> you know. I think Wikipedia is actually the Wikipedia of perv. but I think you're right, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much true. Yeah, I went with Masuka's entire line of questioning that I won't go into about the... the trans prostitutes yeah I'm not quote it but yeah that whole thing you don't want to say slug fucking I'll say it no I didn't uh, <laughs> you're say it <laughs> Glad you, you uh, just get that right out there how about the I'm performance of the episode actually I went with Quinn on this one I uh, I thought Quinn is like stepping it up in terms of being a dynamic character and you know he doesn't necessarily do a whole lot like you know from the previous episode where he, we get more about him but I felt like he was actually like they were partners in this and he was there for Deb and I don't know he was just good all around I guess in, I've in never as good seen, as you can get I've never seen anyone in anything decide that the way that they're going to break down a door is with the car uh, yeah <laughs> like that that has to be like the most brute force way to get through a door I've ever heard of. He's cutting corners, man. He doesn't have time. <laughs> really to put good in way for things to go wrong. Yeah. yeah, you're taking a pretty big chance with that one. He's yeah. not cutting corners. He's smashing corners. Yeah, that... yeah, true. And possibly the person he's trying to save. But whatever. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's that's actually how the guy got killed. There was no meth involved with that police <laughs> officer. He drove a car into him by mistake and drove it into his house. He was worried about him and he just couldn't wait. He just drove straight into his house and flattened the guy. He was just going to give him a ride to work and just drove into the door a couple times and oops. You weren't answering! Damn it! <laughs> I, actually, I actually liked LaGuerta's performance in this one. 
the scene where she finds out about Ellen Wolf was really, uh, really well acted. It was. It's like the first thing they gave her to do this episode. Because, like, her entire relationship, I don't know what the, oh. what the female version of a bromance is, um, but, like, that whole thing with her... I think her, we call it being friends. I think that's, that's okay, all we sure. really call it. <laughs> Just, Friendship. like, her and... Her and Wolf, like that whole thing existed just for this, just so we had someone to feel bad that Wolf died, because nobody else in the cast like even knows her. So, yes, since I can't pick Michael C. Hall, which I would like to on this one, I'm gonna go with Guerta too, just because you know there was nothing else performance-wise that stood out to me. She's the only one I can really pick. Um, and valuable lesson: don't be friends with Guerta because she's either gonna screw over or you're gonna die. So. <laughs> Well, if you're if your boyfriend with Deb, you're gonna get screwed and die. So yeah. it's if you enter the death vagina, there is no escape. <laughs> death vagina. <laughs> yeah, there's just a bla- like an ominous black cloud over all of these people that are centered around in Miami Metro. And if you're if you come in contact with any of them, something terrible is gonna happen to you. It's true. It's very true. I feel like some of it's happened to me. But uh, that will do it for this episode. (laughs) Thanks, you guys, for helping me uh, put the podcast together. Thanks, everybody out there, for listening. We will see you on the next Deeply Discussing Dexter.